Um, tomorrow night we are going to have our New Year's Eve Masquerade Bash. And this shit gonna be it's gonna be litty as fuck. So we got my man Kojo that's gonna be in the building. All facts. Yeah. All facts. The whole team will be in the building. Oh my god, yo, it's gonna be an epic movie. You've been going back and forth for a while now, you know, just to gotta get it done. And I appreciate and respect the shit out of you. Because when we started it, it was just like, yo, we're gonna do the same thing, right? Whatever. And this man calls me and was like, yo, I see the New Year's thing, like you gotta perform. I'm what like, doing? nah, but that <laughs> but that came up in conversation, yeah. so I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And then you know, once that you know the team jumped on it, it was it, it's it's going to be an epic movie, and I think everybody, all hands on deck, and everybody's feeling yeah. it right now. So, oh man, I swung through that earlier. Yeah. Oh man, she put. Oh man, y'all team putting some plays together. It's mm -hmm. looking oh, yeah. it's looking marvelous already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we just want to make sure that you get that. Treatment. Oh yeah, and let them know mm -hmm. that everybody get the first drink free. Right. Y'all might as well. I don't. I don't see why nobody. Why everybody ain't gonna be there? That's what I'm you saying. You get that first drink free. I mean, it's official. Right. They, they got the henny on deck. I right. seen it. I right. seen it with my own eyes. They got yeah, the bottle. She wasn't playing. Oh, oh no, they wasn't yeah. playing. They yeah. was. Hey, listen. Some real shit. Listen. <laughs> I seen her go behind the bar and say, "Look, this is what I need." Right. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going down yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to be part of that movement and, and the Kickstand podcast to be a part of that movement and stuff. So, um, what we're going to do is we're going to do our regularly scheduled program. We're going to do it the way we do. For sure. And we're going to get into some of the ratchet and ridiculousness. Then we're going to let y'all know who Kojo is. Because it's serious. That's it's serious right. in these streets. We're going to ask about the crown. Everything. We're going to get everything popping. So, first off, uh, this week I was bored. Wait, did you see that fucking picture I sent you in on Instagram? Um, they, they saying they was like it's, uh, it's a picture of Offset and Cardi and they yes. was like is this the new um mm -hmm. is, the, is this the new um the new fucking um Beyonce and Bobby and Whitney oh Bobby and Whitney yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my man Offset look off set nigga yeah. like his pants is like hanging down you can see the nigga thigh and shit I'm like bro come on son I had so much respect for Offset. I'm like, dog, don't be diminishing the character already. Like, it's gonna be pretty bad. I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work out with them, but it's funny because we won't get into that too. <laughs> we are. But first, let's talk about uh, the Scissor video. So you know, I've been in love with Scissor for a minute. What video? The new video came out for the weekend. Okay, so she actually put a movie. It's on a hot garbage shit on a platter. Probably the best one. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, 
dog. So she she took an L for that one for me. So that we were we were talking about Cardi and Offset. So allegedly they actually um, were supposed to put out a sex tape where in actuality they had this faux thing where they were on Instagram Live and it sounded like they were having sex. I'm like, yo, don't keep gas in the sex tape, my nigga. Like y'all good. Like listen, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No. Nobody wants to see a whole it. relationship in trash now. Right. Exactly. Like right now. Like, <laughs> like your whole proposal was based on the fact that y'all allegedly broke up. Come on now. Come on now. So out here doing media stunts on this bitch. Yeah. Hey, this is a new way to make money. <clears throat> right. And, and <laughs> exactly. New way to make money. So um, I got a chance this week to see Can't Stop Won't Stop. Okay. Yeah. I heard that shit was phenomenal. It is a phenomenal situation. It just aired on primetime. Okay. So that was one of the reasons. But I had um, I went on to my Apple Music and rented it for like 99 cents. Right. So when I tell you it makes you want to hustle and kind of respect Diddy just a little bit more, even though he's shrewd, shysty business. Oh, we know. We know he's shysty business. <laughs> one thing I will, I will not take from Diddy is Diddy know how to secure that fucking bag. Exactly. Period. Exactly. Like that's, you can't. You can't. The one thing you cannot do is knock the hustle. Right. Hell, right. I mean, yeah, from, might, the, from the Ciroc campaign. Everything. He might be shysty, but the nigga knows that if you fuck with Diddy, he he will he can guarantee. He can. He nigga who would be like, yo, I can guarantee make you a million dollars. Exactly. And I would believe. And, and that's what he said. <laughs> they, they talk about big mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff, Real and shit. they um they talk about kind of. Touch on the the beef uh, beforehand with Little Kim and Faith and right. how it gets reconciled on the tour. They they talk about all the mishaps on the tour and all right, that right. shit. And it's just it is an epic. It made you want to be like, if I didn't go to that tour, damn, I really did miss out. Damn, that's how that's how good it was. Yeah, was right. like, you're talking about total mace. One twelve, Carl Thomas, Faith Evans, Little Kim, the Locks, like DMX, yeah, Mary J. Blige, like so many people. Even Hove came out for it. Hove came out right. Yeah, like I think they that was the night at the Barclay too. Yeah, right. Like that shit was fucking. It shut that shit down. And the Barclay is like is is a quintessential. You either really as an artist you either do the House of Blues, which is phenomenal. If you go to L. A. You do the House of Blues. That's true. That's that's what you do. Or if you're in New York, you do the, if you can sell out the Barclay, you do the shit. Cause old artists are still selling out the Barclay. Yeah, yeah. Barclay, Madison Square, mm-hmm. SOBs. SOBs. Like, yeah, those are the those, yeah. those the like. I the mean, spots. arenas is Barclay and Madison Square, of course. But right. those those essential spots mm-hmm. definitely like Radio City and, mm-hmm. and yeah. SOBs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause if you can't sell it out or at least put the crowd in there, go home. Um, So I also You know Want to Shout out Everyday Struggle I don't know Where this is going though But Everyday Struggle Speaking of Diddy Is supposed to Eventually take the show To Revolt So They're about to They may get A million dollar contract Now I don't know For sure If if Joe is just Going by itself Or Joe And Academics But like Academics sounds like He's trying to Renegotiate his contract With Complex And Joe was like, I'm trying to go to Revolt. Right. So it's kind of a toss-up on what they want to do. But Everyday Struggle um, is definitely a great... Is one, is a great podcast. With yeah, and leave the whole bitch yeah. in the house. Just yeah. don't even bring her. <laughs> She's just a waste of fucking space. I don't know who this girl is, yo. I don't know where she came from. Yo, like, She's literally you know, a waste of space. Joe Wattis, you know, you know, DJ Academics, you know, that they squad up. And then this girl is there like a fucking referee. I don't know her name. 
I don't know why she did. I really don't. Just leave her. Man. You know, she's it's only it's only a few people and a handful of people that you get in this game that can, especially female wise, right. that can really do it. Even on Ebro in the morning, Laura Styles, like Laura, just sits there. Sometimes I just be like, Laura, fuck are you point? Are you going to say something? Are you going to talk? Are you going to talk? Like, it's crazy. The only people that really hold it down in the radio podcasting world world like that is Angela Yee and Angie Martinez. Yeah, female-wise, if you see it, Angela is one of those people that allows the conflict to to build in some kind of way, but knows how to scoop it and still handles it between two strong person, you know, two strong male personalities. And, and, come on, Angie is just the queen. (laughs) Did you see the Mace interview? Yo, yo, I watched the whole Mace interview. It gave me a newfound respect for Mace. Mm-hmm. Just in general, it gave me a newfound respect for him because it's like, number one, Mace put into perspective the religion aspect of it mm-hmm. and being a man and then realizing that religion and spirituality are not the same things. Right. And I, cool with that. I was like, yo, this thing is so dope. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I wasn't with the 90s ski mask. No, no, no. With the big ass dumb hole in it. Right. But, but yeah, so Mace, if Mace comes back, what do y'all think? If, could Mace make a, make a comeback? Mm, I believe, I mean, Mace wasn't garbage. Yeah. Murder yeah, Mace he, was not trash. Yeah, he, was nice as shit. And, and he left on a high note. It wasn't like he was falling off. It was just like... His career wasn't yeah, going in the whole yeah, he, right. yeah, he changed his life. He just his changed life. his life around. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm guaranteed. And I feel like if he was to come back, yeah, he had to come back with some nasty, sick-ass fucking collaboration. Right. Like, right. that'd be even more deadly. Well, yeah, he get one of those... He get... He team up with like the totals of now mm-hmm. or or that hot R and B. You put him on a song with Chris Brown or Rihanna or something. It's old because yeah. I mean he's still, I mean he still got the look. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. He's still the guy who you know smiles. Get the you know the guy that aims at the females. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and I like how he. Um, I heard him on Rap Radar mm-hmm. and he was speaking on how he uh, he know he. Fathered a lot of these styles. Whether yeah. you want to talk Fab, you want to talk Drake, Fab like so they they nice. Like don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of those that style mm-hmm. came from like what Mace was doing. I mean sure. he he had that lane. There was right. everybody was being hardcore gangster, and Mace came in there. Like he said, yeah. I was murder. Pete Diddy made me pretty. Right, I did yeah. it for the money. Right, right. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was the dope part because yeah, Mace can really rap, and yeah. it just. Oh, I got these catchy little songs. Like, no, you can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, really rap. Mace yeah. actually is not. Yeah, he got bars. Yeah. <laughs> and Mace talked about one thing that I, I kind of I respect him for because I always respect somebody that breaks himself down and build himself back up. But he talked about how, like, with Cam, he played number two a lot of times. Like, they came from the same neighborhood. They grew up together. They were right. fam. Mm-hmm. And he played number two to Cam. Like, Cam had hand me downs. Mace got them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to you? And he realized that every time that he went a certain direction, Cam was always there. You know what I'm saying? To try to block a move. He's like, yo, you, you always the one. If I go left, you left. If I go right, you you right. If I go straight, you straight, you there. You always the one to be the one in the roadblock, but you want to do it because you always want me to be number two. I was like, damn, yeah. I never looked at it like that. Yeah, it's crazy because Mace came out first. But right. like he said, be prior to him coming out, Cam was the street guy. Mm-hmm. Cam got to do songs with Big L, who mm-hmm. was the big rap legend. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just listened so to that song. Mace was like, I was 
the little man, but mm-hmm. then I blew up, mm-hmm. and now Cam got a problem with right. him having to be number because, two because now you're number two, mm-hmm. and, and I, I I can understand that being tough for I somebody who's so used right. to being right. Yo, I gave you my hand me down. Right. I, I actually read Mace's book, so it's mm-hmm. just like seeing perspective from the book, and then hearing him speak all these years later. It's like, dang, that had to be tough for Cam to really be like, yo, I'm makes the reason I got this deal with Biggie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All those things, right? <laughs> all of the, all of those. Open things. the doors for you. Absolutely. Um. So, the, the but the last thing that I want to touch on with Mace is that he's one of those people like we talked about that usher and pioneer that that move i think that if he makes a new move right now while while the iron's hot because mm-hmm. i think we have a lot of elder statesmen that are coming back and and letting you know that they're coming back he's going to he, if he chose to if he chooses to he could be high he could be high sure. just like we we talk about all the time we talk about with remy remy was like I'm gonna secure this bag because I know that I, I I can do this and this is what I've already done this is what I was gonna do six seven years ago right. and now that she's back she's back on top and she's back to win yep. so I think that I think 2018 we definitely want to see a dope ass Remy yeah. we want to see a dope ass Remy that wake me up shit yeah. was just enough for hey, niggas to listen yo that song hard yeah. that hook just the hook is out humble enough just the hook. <laughs> Yeah, I love the hook. Yeah. Yo, and then. Yeah, Kim did that. That beat yeah. 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 Ooh, and yeah, that old merge. They sample that old merge and Kim. Ooh. Yes, yeah. And they use both parts to it because they, they're both equally different. Like, they're, they're the same song, but they're equally different in their right, and yeah. it makes a whole new song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling that. And then, just like we talked about before, like, she's touching a lot of stuff, and nothing that she touches for me personally is trash. I have not heard a trash record song since she came up. Since she came back. Like, like I'm, I can honestly say that. That's, and me, I'm a person from, it's so funny to say, I don't even look for new music anymore. Right. Like, Troy's the reason why I stay fresh on music. He yeah. just comes to me like, yo, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Me, I literally just listen to nothing but instrumentals. I just right. sit and make beats all fucking day. Word. So I don't even listen to, uh, and my title is bumping old school. I like yeah. old school music. Mm-hmm. So I don't even listen, I don't even look for shit that comes out now. I, yeah, somebody he, got to hit me up as well. It, he brings it to me like, yo, this song just came out. This, like, I would, I probably wouldn't know about any fucking music at all. You can't ask me about a song that just came out. Yeah. I literally wouldn't be able to tell you. No, I can relate. <laughs> literally. I can relate. Like, but you know, you know what? It was, um, it was, it was a Busta Rhymes interview a few years ago. Remember when I told yeah. you that? Busta made me want to be an MC for the fact that mm. it was like, yo, be a showman. People pay their money to come see you. Mm-hmm. Either you gonna do it. Or go to fuck home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn. So that was one thing. And then there was another thing that he kind of brought into perspective. He was like, but you always got to keep your ear to what's going on. So why does Buster always stay so relevant in whatever period it is? Because he moved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he always is moving. Yeah. He's always like, yo, <clears throat> this is the new shit that's hot right now. Just like, for instance, the song Twerking with him and Nicki Minaj was fire. Khaled told him to do the shit. Khaled was like, yo, just put that patois on there. Just do what y'all do. It's going to be fire. It was one of the fire songs for the summertime. And the reason being was because Busta listens and continuously moves and knows how to re-elevate and re-innovate himself. So mm-hmm. that that's something that I think a lot of times, a lot of artists that we got coming in for the new year, they're not going to be here. They're okay. not going to be here. They just, they not. They already fans. I yeah. can see it already. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Literally. I can literally. That's, that's just. And that's like, with me, not even knowing what the fuck they have out. You know how many artists I be seeing, people post, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, 
listen to it and they like, boy, I'm from in their car or they just have to be playing it around me. I'm like, you, you really actually listen to this? Like, you actually can comfortably sit and listen to this shit? Like, but you, also have, own to be, you also have to be, a, as an artist, you have to be multifaceted and multi-talented. And then in, on top of that, you should know what came before and where you're going after. Yeah. Because if you sit back and all you're doing is what's now, that's where you'll be. You'll be in that right. moment that's, that's just now. Nobody wants to live in just now. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got to live beyond just now. You know what I'm saying? Like, watching that whole bad boy interview situation, they were kids. Right. They were kids. They were younger than we are. Like, True. they were 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, you got to think big, kids. dad, at 24. Right. 25. So, and like, pa- dad, like, what, 23? Yeah. Yeah. I think, no, Pac was 25 and big was 24, 23, right. something like that. So, Look at look at that and big big's like the OG. Right. At that. So the locks were like nineteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. Like Mace, like you said, I was seventeen, eighteen walking around like this. So right. that's that's nuts to Yeah, that's, that's nuts. crazy. That's nuts. And I don't think that I think that now there's this whole spectrum of we'll go out and get it and get it for the moment. Mm-hmm. Because we have this instant gratification, this instant need for things to instant be instant. Lives. You know what I'm saying? So everything is microwave, everything is popcorn, like Nah, you just, you have to grind That's what you see now. and have that longevity. A lot of these motherfuckers nowadays was so fucked up. It's like, I mean, personally, I feel like a lot of the young artists, because first of all, it's the youth that's literally going to fucking run shit. Mm-hmm. But what's even worse about it is when you look at where, you know, where people's careers go, it's like, are you, like, do you want to make a million dollars one time, but do you want to make a million dollars ten times? Like, you know, you gonna make that one million dollars, and you might not make a million dollars at one time. I mean, right. you might accumulate at that um, a million dollars, but it's like, how much of that is actually yours? Mm-hmm. Like, how 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 long is your career actually about to last? Right. Jay Z just said it. You want to be the trend? Or you want to be the rough Lorraine? Exactly. Right. Like real exactly. shit. Like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, you want to me personally? Like, with this beat shit. I'm about to fucking market my music to fucking video game sponsors and shit like that. Exactly. Like, gotcha. I make shit like that. Because like, you, you know what? Speaking of which, speaking of video games, that motherfucking GTA is the shit. Yeah, niggas be, niggas be sleep. You know people are complaining about that shit? Because here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> so GTA came out, I want to say, what, 2014? 2014? Okay. It was three... No, actually it was before that because I was still 2014? working. 2014? No, no, it wasn't 2014. It was before that because I was still working at Comcast. So it was like 2012, 2013. The reason why Damn, was because I had just gotten the charger at the time. I got the 2011 charger at the time. That that's how long. Oh damn! Yeah, you're right. You actually are. Right. I had my Xbox. Right. Exactly. So here's the here's the thing about this this whole situation. They are giving you free DLCs for the online situation. You've never paid for a fucking DLC. I can Call of Duty out the gate. You paying a hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. No question. Because if you want to play the regular game, plus you want to put an extra 40 or 50 onto getting the season pass because you want the zombie packs or whatever. All that, right. GTA has never done that. But you know what they continuously do? They continuously update clothes. They continuously update the music. They keep it relevant. They keep it relevant every game. Like, it just, they I was just playing it recently. Yeah, right. I was just playing it recently. It snowed on there again. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something that they continuously do and you've never paid for it. And the game has been out for years. And people bitching about fucking, yo, y'all taking the real life. I was watching the E3 trailer, E3 um, conference, and they like, yo, a lot of people, fans complaining because they said, yo, y'all taking the real, like, making it not realistic, fucking jetpacks and all this futuristic shit. And I'm saying here, like, if I'm not mistaken, San Andreas definitely had jetpacks. They did. They did. They did. Guaranteed. CJ had a jetpack. It was so a whole it was mission like, about it. It was a whole mission for a 
they making a game right now that's been running for what, like fucking four or five years mm-hmm. right now, and they're consistently updating it. So imagine someone who goes and buys their games and play it for the first time. Right. How much shit they have to do. They have. Right. It's people who play this game like you who had it when it came out mm-hmm. and still playing it. Still playing. A person who's never played that game right now will be playing that game for the next couple of years. Exactly. exactly. They're fucking genius, yo. That's exactly. genius, yo. And just musically, <laughs> and like I said, musically, they every time I go on to it and listen to the radio stations, and I, sometimes I don't because now with PlayStation and Spotify, like I just listen to Spotify and turn right. the music off. But when you listen to it, there are songs where you just like, that only came out like two years ago. Why is it this song is on here? Like they really yeah. update the music for it. So mm-hmm. that's always that's a dope goal to really yeah. get your music. If you can get your music bumping and playing on the GTA in a, in a video game, period. It's, it's <laughs> a right. Yeah. That's royalties. It's endless royalties. Like mm-hmm. legit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, real, real <laughs> reality and fantasy. Did you hear? Did you see the new um, Will Smith Netflix movie? That shit is hard as Yo, fuck. I haven't gotten to it. I haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Got to do it. You talking about Bright, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I started watching. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. That yeah. movie is fucking. Yo, hands down, so far the hardest movie I've seen this year. That's what's up. Mm. Real shit. That's oh, I got to I got make it my business then. Right. <laughs> I make it's my yo, I'm sorry. At first, I had my doubts. Yeah. Because, uh, believe it or not, that movie has to get really bad ratings. It's so weird. Yeah. I guess because people don't. You know what's funny? They say a lot of people don't like that movie because of how that movie literally it depicts. They made a movie that depicts what's going on that. Yeah. It's but police brutality in there. Yeah. You see how different races in there. Yeah. Like the orc is the person everybody looked down upon mm-hmm. and like frowned upon and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a depiction of like us. Yeah. The yeah. orc is the nigga. Yeah. The, oh, literally, the orc is the nigga. Yeah. Like real talk. Like, and it's, it's one of those things where I looked at the the trailer, and I'm like, yo, the trailer's dope, and people play the role, I saw Will Smith did Men in Black, so, it's gonna be, if, if you wanna talk about the Men king of sci-fi, you know, <laughs> right, like, he's, still watch this he's the king of sci-fi at that particular point, and it leads me to a couple of things that I had to ask about that, why do y'all think that Will Smith is so underrated, he's never landed on the top five list? Not yet. Not yet. And they, but guess what, Will Smith got that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they, at this point, they know, like, they better come with them yo. zeros, right? Yeah, right. Smith is definitely. They want Will. Um, Will, Will, one of my favorite people. Right. Period. Period. Just in yeah. that, in the entertainment world, yeah. he's just a, he's an all around fucking phenomenal, just individual, right? Fucking and person, just a person, person, just as a person. It's like you do. It's a lot of artists and shit like that. You know, entertainers that you fuck with what they do and their, you know, what their what their job is and what they present. But them as a person ain't ain't right. Like for example, Nicki. Yeah, we love Nicki. <laughs> Nicki got, got fire music, but yeah. her as a person, nah. You yeah, know from what? what we've been hearing, Nicki not such a nice person. You no, know, yeah. not such a nice person. But you know, and you know what? Um, but I will say this. See, my girl is always doing some shit. Oh, I, I think that motherfucking creepy cream, um, creepy Kush. Yeah, yo, that verse on the creepy Kush, I was like, oh. Okay, that's wait, wait, the the music video, right? The, the music video, yeah. I didn't even see that shit. Yeah, with the titties out and shit. Yeah, the titties out and shit. Yeah, that's how you bars. She was like, thanks to Nikki, now all these bitches can see the way. Like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> got these, got, I got these bitches rocking inches now, um, long as lynches now, some shit. And then she was like, got these bitches stepping up their pins now. I was like, 
That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's where the bars are. Where where are the bars, man? Because you you've been you've been like like this collab here. Um, somebody every time I go look for something about Nick, somebody already beat me to it. Remember when I told you I was looking for how many times she said bitches on my side? Right. And then this time I went to go look for um what her collabs look like this year. It was dry. I bet. It was dry. It was dry. It was dry shit. So I still gotta listen to the Dedication 6. I still have to listen to that. But I ain't really fucking with it. I heard that shit is fire. I ain't really fucking with that. You ain't like it? I've heard mixed reviews. It's, 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 oh, personally, for me, I listen to it because I fuck with Wayne. Of course. Just in general, I fuck with Wayne. Does that mean I have to like his project? No, no not necessarily. Like, but I, 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 no, dude, it's not trash. It's just, it's not. I don't know. I'm gonna call it three wing. Like you feel me? A dedication to wing. Like, okay. With the original drop. Like, but but you know, you and I show. off air talked about that for a second. We was like, well, damn, this year feels funny because it's like, yo, where's Wayne? Wayne had only been on like at the at the top of the year. Right. The diss track, you know, with the yeah. other than that, for the no fraud shit, I was like, well, where the fuck is he at? Who yeah. Did he get? Him? I think he caught. Uh, he was on the joint to uh, Cali joint. Yeah, Justin Bieber, Kelly. Yeah, right, exactly. And then he was on the David, um, the David Guetta song, the Like My Body Up, the one with him and Nicki. But right. other than that, like his features, yeah. hearing Wayne's voice on the radio has been like non-existent this year. Like I was like, well, wait a minute, right? Like that's why this week, this year felt so weird. Yeah. There was no Wayne. No, in real life, I, you know, Rick Ross addressed that whole Birdman mm-hmm. situation. So it's just like, is it? You know, is Wayne really taking a back seat because of, you know, the issues with his contract? Or is right. it just like, yo, the world wants to hear Wayne. Right. So it's just like, come on, Weezy, you got to do something. So, I mean, I'm happy you put the music out. Yeah. Um, But I have heard mixed reviews on it. I haven't heard the whole thing myself. I yeah. did hear the uh, yeah. Family Feud joint, yeah. though, with him it's and not, It's not yeah. trash. It's not trash. Right. It's just, it's not... I, I I know what I like to hear from Wayne. Yeah, I get it. You told you said it. You mm-hmm. called it. You called it three. So, <laughs> like, you know, it's just it's just certain things he brings out. I can't really like. And I just you know what? And it was funny because I was watching um end year review with Charlamagne and Joe Buttons, and they actually put Eminem in the trash category. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Because I well, I, I get. I haven't heard the other song that they were talking Eminem's about. Eminem's album is fucking crazy. Is it? Yeah. I gotta I gotta get it. I heard the walk on water people situation, which people bug, 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 bug me with this. Shit. But here's the thing: Joe did say one thing that I kind of agree with. He was like, "Yo, if Beyonce wasn't on that hook, nobody would listen to this song. Yeah. Like this yeah, song would be an album song. It wouldn't have been a song to put out for no reason. It would have just been an album album song, and it's just a filler. Like the walk on water and and the riffs and the hooks that she did for that, perfect. But nobody would listen to the shit if it was anything else. You'd just be like." Okay, Eminem look like he about to slit his wrist. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot. Like, I feel like Eminem got one of the deadliest groups that exists right now. Well, he's Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Oh, Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. To me, I'm, it's a lot of groups out here that probably may not. Nah, slaughterhouse is fucking a slaughterhouse. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a super Joe fan. Yeah. As far as like, yo, like Joe, yo, I'm a, I'm it's funny. I just bought some old Joe, Joe shit, yo. Yeah. That Moon music two, Moon music three. Yo, yeah. he had these fucking cream, yo. Him fucking down the fucking, yo. They group is just hard as shit. My man Roy show. Voice of the five nine. Them niggas just nasty. Like, how you put these niggas in one group together? Like, yeah, exactly. it's some cruddy shit. Like, yo, really. Roy's got a record I heard that's just like, yo, he broke down the first day he met Eminem, mm-hmm. but in the song. All happened in this day. He meet Eminem. His grandmother died. Mm-hmm. And his daughter's born. 
all the same all day. All in one time. It was I think it was sun, all in the same day. Mm-hmm. So it's like weird, cause like he he like yo, right? Like I'm my girl mother right. called me and say my daughter, I mean, my child already be born. So I'm at the hospital, I'm right. ready to get on the elevator to go up the steps. The elevator door is open, and my uncle right there. It's like, what you doing here? Right. And it's just like, oh, somebody told you. He like told me what? It's like, your grandma was in a bad car accident. Mm-hmm. And he said his grandmother didn't live anywhere near this hospital. So mm-hmm. it was really weird that she Dang. ended up here. Mm-hmm. So he got his grandmother on the fourth floor. Fourth floor mm-hmm. His baby being born on like the sixth or seventh floor. Mm-hmm. And while he's, they like, you know, go check on your, you know, the, baby right so he goes to check on the baby they like yo she still got some time she still ain't ready to push yet right. don't worry about it go check on your grandmother they go to her grandmother grandmother's in surgery like no she'd be fine you know we gonna work on it. go do whatever you need to do this same night he Damn. had a show and this show was one a paid show that he's getting paid for and when he went there the person who got him the show also knew Eminem mm. and he met Eminem after he performed Eminem, get off stage and Eminem, Eminem talk and he was just like yo we gonna get up because they both was just rappers from Detroit right, at right, this time right. but he's just like yo I gotta get back to the hospital mm. get back to the hospital grandmother had passed away right baby was born mm. and it's just that whole you know that's sometimes yeah, it's, yeah yeah oh man it's it's incredible I heard him talk about it on the breakfast club mm. and then I'm just like oh and then one day I just randomly put like a Royce the Five Nine CDN that I don't even know where I got it from, and I'm just like, oh my, oh my god. god, this is it. I think this is the. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And see, in life, that's that's kind of just what you do. Sometimes you you pick up an artist. Like I was introduced to you through Jay McGraw, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. I waited. I'm not gonna lie to you. I waited a minute. I was like, um, I'm gonna wait because I really want to focus on. Like if I'm going to do an interview or if I'm going to. Um, really do it. I don't want to be that person to be like, oh, so you got new music out. What is it about? Why the fuck you ain't listen to it? Because right. it doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying to you? So, basically, tell... Before we get into that, though, no, no, let's let's, let's do this in order. Before we do this, get into that, wrap up and sum up for me what your 2017 was like. Like, we did that last time, so before we get into that. Um, 2017. Uh, currently, uh, I did 103 shows. So it's been a lot of traveling, um, a lot of networking, a lot of shaking hands, taking pictures. Uh, it's consisted of, you know, a bunch of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, a lot of people look at this. I mean, you've listened to the music, but mm-hmm. a lot of people look at like hip hop and look at artists. And, you know, they got to have this certain stigma and certain persona attached. Right. But my thing is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like I just put it all out there right. so um it's been like a lot of uh through i had a child you know mm-hmm. um my, my son was born this year you know um on top of that uh you know dealing with like the loss of family members passing away right. um and then also realizing that man uh how they say tomorrow's not promised mm-hmm. like you know it's a saying mm-hmm. but it's like no, really, dog. Right. Like it ain't promise. Like really here today, gone tomorrow. So um, and then just realizing like relationships, whether friendships uh or or, or, or personal relationships, not being which you ultimately thought they would be. Mm-hmm. So d- those are all things that like my twenty seventeen has been like a whirlwind. Right. Man. Like it, it 
and we still got two days left. And I, I still can't. I, I ain't sure what's going to transpire in the next 24 hours. Um, and I, one day. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, and, and, and I mean, I'm the guy who recorded a whole mixtape in a day. In a day, 40, which we definitely got to get into that because you telling me that. Yeah, it was a total of, uh, and, and what we put on the CD ended up being uh, 22 tracks, but there was actually 41 tracks recorded mm. that day. So, um, man, uh, I guess we'll get to it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, my um, yeah, twenty so twenty seventeen wrap up, heartbreak, hard work, and um, man, uh, it's travel, yes, travel, yes. <laughs> so, what's your expectation for twenty eighteen? Um, goals that you're setting for yourself? Twenty eighteen, I'll do what I did in twenty seventeen. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, uh, the, the actual goal by the team we've been talking, uh. Is 175 shows or better. Okay. So um, last year we did one 111. Mm-hmm. This year we had 103 so far. Mm-hmm. So they like, no, we gotta, we, we we gonna top all of that. So um, that and um, and I'm a, you know, I'm, I kind of ain't expressed this to a lot of people, but I'm gonna give it to y'all, man. Um, so for for 2018, uh, we got a lot of ties like um with like Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, different cats like that supported the team, and uh, my producer is currently signed to Jay Z's nephew. Okay. So um, Carter was the management, which is uh, ran by Ralph Carter, which is Jay's nephew. So mm-hmm. uh, my producer, who produced a big chunk of all my music, that boy Good, he's a uh, signed to him. So one of the goals is like to work our way into that space, mm-hmm. like for me as an artist. Right. Um. There's a lot of ties and, 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 and people who know um, a lot of people in that camp, but just we ain't want nobody to give us nothing, no handout. Right. Right. To, you work like, yeah, it. yo, we earned it, like, right. all the way through and through. So um, that's one of the, the, the major things for me. And um, I ain't one of those cats, you know, they say, uh, you know, got a stage age, you don't want to say your age or whatever. So, like, I'm 32. Mm-hmm. So, um, they said, I think I'm 34. You know, <laughs> like, they said, uh, 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 in the Bible, it says, uh, allegedly, you know, uh, at 33 yeah. is when, uh, they said Jesus, all his, all his father's work was done. Mm-hmm. He was able to be sacrificed or whatever. He was ready to do that for the mm-hmm. world. Like, I really feel like this, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I really believe in this 2018 coming yeah. up. Yeah. I'm going to be the first artist ever. Get a mixed, uh, get a Grammy off of a mixtape. Drake actually said, "I damn near want a Grammy off of that thing." I feel like I'm gonna do it. Right. Like I really feel this deep in my spirit and right. my soul. Like right. I have four projects that I'm currently work, gonna work on: mm-hmm. a, a duo project, um, a small mixtape that I do every year. Mm-hmm. This gonna be the third year on Valentine's Day called "The Heart of Hip Hop," where mm-hmm. I just make it off like that classic. Hip hop boom bap sound, mm-hmm. um, and then need a feature. Oh man, so, <laughs> like, hey, we gonna work. And then the two main projects will be um, the mixtape that I feel like I'm gonna get the Grammy off. That's right. gonna be titled "I'm Supposed to Be Dead" and my first official album, right. which is gonna be called "Thank God." Mm-hmm. Those are 2018 goals. Okay, okay. So that is work. That is work. Yes, yes. Um, so speaking of which, speaking of the work. The work has been phenomenal because I'm like, I'm everywhere. I'm all on YouTube. I'm on the actual page itself. Um, I downloaded it. Um, I did it in day four. So 
is has been amazing, and that's what put you here. Because I was like, what the fuck? Yo, we listened to the whole thing while I washed clothes, and I'm sitting there like, this shit is dope. And I like, I might have to leave out for a second, but I'm like, yo, play that track back, or let me hear this again. Like, so we listened to it, and it's a good, solid album that you don't yeah. have to. One of the things that I wanted to touch on was dreams and the dreams of nightmare. Oh, the video. The video. The video was super dope because in being an indie artist, I barely ever see indie artists play the duality mm-hmm. of themselves mm-hmm. and physically play the duality and play it outright. And I think that you executed that well. So take us through the dreams and nightmares video. So, so dreams and nightmares, man. Um, back in two thousand twelve, uh, my cousin was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he was like the guy I looked up to. He was the guy I wanted to be like that whole nine. Um, and you know how they say sometimes you become a victim. Uh, 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 the, sometimes the dealer becomes the user. Mm-hmm. So growing up, he was the guy who in the neighborhood. I mean, he sold drugs. He was the hustler, and everybody like, yo, I want to be like Jay as that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went through rough patches where he got locked up, came home. Streets changed. It mm-hmm. went from having sales on the phone. It's no more running the cars hand to hand, and that's old now. Right. And he just never fully adjusted. Right. And I think it took a toll on him to the point he then became, um, he then became what he once you know supplied. He became addicted, but mm-hmm. not crack. He was smoking water, PCPs, mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. So, um, man, for. The years, I was like, man, you gotta get yourself together. I looked up to you, you know. I'm mm-hmm. having all these arguments with him, and um, a younger kid in the neighborhood that I grew up in, um, ended up murdered. Was the one who killed him, mm-hmm. um, over a dice game, mm-hmm. you know, um, like not even a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? Right. So when it, when that transpired, um, I went into like a really, really, really like deep depression, mm-hmm. um. At this time, my first child had just been born, my daughter. And it was one of the things that kind of helped keep me sane, keep my sanity. Like, yo, I just got to go be around her because I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, my mentality, like, this is my favorite cousin. Like, more than a cousin, like a father figure, brother. So, um, when I went into the studio, I had a lot of different people sending me beats. We had this thing in my city called the Netflix Hip Hop Awards Mm -hmm. where, um, I won a award called People's Choice. Mm-hmm. So I said, yo, in honor of the People's Choice Award, whatever beat y'all want to hear me rap off, that's what I'm going to go off. And somebody sent Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares. So I think Meek did phenomenal. Phenomenal on that. Like, it's like, yo, how do you have a radio song with no hook? Like, right. God damn, yo, he did right. that. So I said, man, um, for, in a long time, I've been battling with this alter ego of myself, Kojo versus Hot Flow. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, Kojo is the, the guy who kind of on the straight and narrow, um, looking to better his life. But high flow, I, I, I spent my time in the streets. I've been dead dude yeah, or whatever, right. whatever. So it was that alter ego. So I said, man, T.I. versus T.I.P., let me try to do that with right. the whole dreams and nightmares right. thing. So um, once again, just a bunch of heartbreaking problems surrounding this situation. Mm-hmm. My aunt, which is my cousin who was killed, his mom, she died around the same time it's like mm-hmm. you know they say death coming three so it's mm-hmm. my aunt it was my cousin and it was my grandmother mm-hmm. so all through at the same time so it's just like man this is crazy so uh when i went into the dreams and nightmares i 
I went to my grandmother's old house. They was like really moving everything out of it. The only thing that was left in it, if you've seen a video, mm. there was a big picture in the background of a woman, which was my aunt. Right. And I was just like, yo, I just want to express my, my, my heart and everything. But at the same time, it was so tough because these young kids out here don't necessarily care about life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm in a position where I'm getting older and me speaking on this kind of had the younger dudes in my hood like, so the fuck yeah, what? Exactly like, because like how they say it don't hit you unless it hit home yeah. for you. So me having these issues and saying right. these things on this song, it really created a lot of tension right. in my neighborhood and in the city I grew up in. Right. So, um, <laughs> When I when I attacked that man, it was just like yo, I'm trying to just get it off my chest, right, right. and it was just a battle because once again, Kojo had to be a father. Right. Hot flow wanted revenge, yeah. so there was a part of me was like yo, I should you I know, should, yeah, and yeah. then the other part of me was just like, so if you do that, uh, and I actually said it in some lyrics, I said, uh, uh, people say that boy kills your cousin, like it wasn't nothing. If you a real nigga, what you gonna do? Right. I guess y'all suggest that I go away for life because I'm supposed to kill that nigga too. Right. But if I did that, then my daughter would be left. Is that really what the real niggas do? Exactly. Well, right. in that case, I don't mind being fake and I'll leave being real up to you. Yeah. So it, it, it came to one of those times where, it, like the fork in the road, my ego, my pride, yeah. my hurt for my cousin being killed, do I go retaliate some type of way and now my child is being raised without her father mm -hmm. and his kids are being raised without me so it, it was all of these things so yeah man dreams and nightmares was one of the toughest um songs um that i, I ever had to you know record and shooting that video like you know the amount of times we had to shoot it because right. i had to lay in the bed and really set still like i'm listening to somebody who's not there and then bringing that my stuff right. yeah so it, it was tough man with the shovel and yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah you really watch yeah, oh no, man. no 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 I'm, I'm for real i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh no i ain't watching no i watch the video i watched i watched a couple of shit i, I think like you and i have gained a rapport because i was like one you were doing what, you, what you're doing for us which is awesome and phenomenal two i started to listen to the music and it it created this development of this is more than just the MC, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times I think that in the indie world, we get so gun ho to do what's already hot right, or right. to play around and not be as vulnerable. Right. The vulnerability is it's it's one of those things and I always say this, it's a it's a thing that you have your own shield with. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody wants to let everybody into everything that they do. And some parts are just gonna be a part of you that you just share or you never share. Right. Um so I think that being able to listen to this album made me realize I was like, yo, this is this is crazy. This is twenty two tracks of ether. Like this shit is fire. Thank you. And man. this shouldn't this shouldn't come a time where you don't when you put an interview together, you put something together and you don't know shit about the person. Right. Like that's crazy. I know this is our first time really officially meeting and we talk, but to not know anything I've seen interviews where I just be like yo you know absolutely nothing about this person absolutely nothing you know what I'm saying and I don't want to do that kind of disservice to you which is which is good but anyway <laughs> um, so in the game we got a lot of these cats right now who are you feeling right now in the game um, I'm like my man like I don't necessarily go li looking for the new cats right? right so I'm like oh like if right, anything Jay-Z um, anything Jay-Z man um uh uh, let me see. 
I did give you know what I did check out Lord Boosie project today. Yeah, oh, Bupac. 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 I'm like, yo, it's like I'm not gonna front. It's like I hear two songs that I loved and one song I hate, then two songs I love. Like, yo, I, I was so impressed. Like, yeah. I just started listening on my way up here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, he was had it, some um, joints on there. Webby, I remember. Yes, that song. that's and I just there. saw the video today, and I'm like, I'm looking. So wait a minute, fill me in. Maybe I'm lost. Is Webby did it? No, 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 no. Okay, so he locked up. No, I think he just, I think he just did it from the standpoint from what I get, uh, got from it was he did it from the standpoint of you always wanted me to take this music thing seriously. Right. I don't know if you know, but they say Webby currently not really on his music. Yeah, he's right. he's right. more like he, he ain't got on some pasta, yeah. whatever. Like and you know, Bootsy kind of like remember this is the dream. This is what we mm-hmm. talked that about. Was right. Yeah. Like yeah. Man, he lot. got it this. He got this record called Cocaine Fever, mm-hmm. and he's talking about like how his uncles and what drugs did to you know his family. Mm-hmm. And um, man, he breaks down how uh when BG came out with his album Chopper City mm-hmm. back in the day, and was talking about how he snort dope and whatever, and how it influenced the whole region right. of young kids to do it because yeah. BG was doing it, mm-hmm. and he just like yo. It's just crazy what these drugs could really do to yeah. a life, man. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I'm Boosie New Project. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely feeling. Yeah. Like, it threw me for a second because I, was, I wasn't feeling the Boopac part. That was the part that made yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah, that's tough, right? Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, we love Pac. So, yeah. it's just like, ah. I was like, mm-hmm. eh. And I was like, mm, I'm not, uh, <laughs> Like, I'm not, I'm not for that. Um, so a big thing that a lot of people talk about in the game, of course, we talked about all last year was ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree with with with, with the uh, gate holders, uh, mm-hmm. the jaded kisses, mm-hmm. the the fabs. You can't say you're, you know, you can be an artist, mm-hmm. you can be an entertainer, you can be whatever you want, but you, long as you don't try to put yourself in the conversation of being the when it comes to rap. Right. Uh, because it's supposed to be such a personal connection. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, um, it's the sport. So right. it's like, we say Michael Jordan, the greatest player, but the whole time we was being fooled on some Jawana man stuff. Like, right. oh, Michael Jordan has the face for it. Right. But under that face, it's really his brother. Right. And, and it's not really him. Mm-hmm. So, no, you can't do that. So I, I'm not a, I'm not a, Really, uh, believable fan of the ghost writing mm-hmm. on, 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 on from that standpoint, right? Um, yeah, nah, I can't tell. <laughs> I put too much of my I put too much of my life into these this music, and on top of that, too many people. I feel like that's it's just funny. Yeah, too many people's songs mm-hmm. and music. I feel like inspired me or saved my life in right. some way, shape, fashion, or form. That yo. I connected with you because, once again, you're vulnerable size. So to know exactly, somebody right. could paint and, a fake picture. Right. And then knowing that that vulnerable side that you may be showing is not really yours. Right. Right. So, so like, how am I believing on this? How am I feeling this? Right. Yeah. Like, how do I even trust you? Like we talked about before, the only time I think that you can do that for real is if you're, if you're a singer. Because the octave and the way that it's painted is completely different. Mm-hmm. Than, than the sport of what rap is. Yeah, that, that and it will be in Diddy. Just admit it. I ain't got to write rhymes. I write checks. Like, yeah, to, no. just admit it off the break. No, but Diddy, if you're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he'll tell you. Wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rap bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
checked over sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like this nigga wrote it, but I bought it. So yeah, it's and, and, and he tells you, like, yeah. I'm not trying to. T- <laughs> Did he say I'm a ringmaster? I'm not a ringleader. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. trying. To, I ain't set out to be the greatest. Right. Mm-hmm. Yo, again, that damn like metal boy. Oh yeah, no, that's this shit. This is everything. Every time you say something on Diddy, that's the first thing I think. Like yo, you know how many people? First of all, he's employed. How many even artists he's resurrecting careers and giving them bags and checks? Because think about it. He, he did. He's doing everything for French. Like French is damn near very close, and I hate to have to say, it, almost like on the scale of where Biggie and Mace was with him. That's how close French is. At this yeah, point. they close. Yeah. Um, and then I've noticed that like, yo, you will get, yo, be in a rock commercial, you get bags, my nigga, and then you actually like almost tour for the campaign because like Monica's in it, Ashanti's in it, oh, yeah. French is in it. So like, well, you know, is sponsored by him. Right. When you get that sponsor and that stamp by Ciroc. Oh, it's a rap. It's nuts. Oh, it's a rap. And he's doing so many influential things in the last year, and then for this year coming up, like he's trying to um, own the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So he's he's doing that, and I, I really, I actually hope that that comes into fruition. Because having a black owner for an NFL team, yeah. come on, y'all. We yeah, once this. again, more progress. Exactly, exactly. And then um, with him now having his own station, which is Revolt. I mean, Diddy taps into so many markets. Practices may not always be the best, but but he taps into so many markets. But um, anyway, who are your game changers? Because episode number two for us was about game changers. We talked about a lot of people that were heavy hitters in the game. We love episode two. (laughs) That's your shit. Um, So who are the big game changers for you that made you and inspired you and influenced you in this game? Um, Man, uh, I'd have to start... Pac, um, Pac so much so that I missed the entire Biggie wave. Yeah. Like it was so like my brother was so Pac mm. that nothing else got put in the house. So when I first heard Brenda's got a baby, mm. I'm like, the way it made me feel. I'm yeah. so young, I don't even know what this is supposed to mean. But right. Brenda's got a baby, but Brenda's barely got a brain. Damn shame, girl, call these spell her name. It's like. When you evoke that type of emotion, mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm like seven, eight years old, and I, and I don't even, I'm like, who, and then keep your head up, and dear mama, when you hear songs like that, that just gonna play forever, mm-hmm. Pac definitely was that, that first game changer, or one of the first that like super inspired me, and mm-hmm. then it would have to be a group like Dead Prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, they had of oh, course they that in, in, into this. Yeah, they had friends with shit. They, my favorite song was My Sex. Wow, yeah. Yes. See, now when on the, on that album that My Sex was on, Give Us Free, I believe mm-hmm. the name of the album was mm-hmm. um my brother my other brother, he put me on with that and he's just like, Yo, you gotta check this out. And it was so weird because um they had a song called They Schools mm-hmm. and just They Schools can't teach us shit. My people need freedom. And I remember Listening to it so much, like it was in, embedded in my brain. I really went to school and started looking at these teachers, like, like you differently, you like, right. like, yo, my people need freedom. Like, you giving me an A in this class or E don't necessarily make or break the situation because I can get an A and then go right out here on the street and yeah, get murdered. Right. You know Literally. what I'm saying? Like, it didn't matter. And then by me seeing my first murder when I was ten years old, mm-hmm. the first like, watch somebody bleed to like shot killed. And then less than two years later, 
see somebody else get killed, mm-hmm. and this time by a police officer. So it's just like, dang, two murders before I turned 12 years mm-hmm. old. I, I, I witnessed it happen. So I started telling myself, like, man, and the first kid was 16, mm-hmm. the second kid was 18. So me and my friends started saying, yo, we're not going to live past 18. Mm-hmm. We started just accepting it. Right, wow. Like, right. Right. So when I, t- when I took that approach, when starting to hear, like, these artists, mm-hmm. Like and, and people don't even know like early Cam like that first Cameron album Confessions of Fire went mm-hmm. he said uh, he had a song called D Rugs and you know it's drugs mm-hmm. you know but he just broke it up D Rugs and he was talking about how his mom was getting high mm-hmm. this nigga named D Rugs my mom dates him and he went through this whole thing like D Rugs was really a person right when it was just it's, like the drug, the drug itself, right? but I, I love like, artists do that I, I super related because yeah. my mom was married to a guy who got high, who mm-hmm. smoked crack. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking about his mother's boyfriend being the drugs, like, no, my mom really is in love with this guy who does drugs. And right. it's like, we live in a small hood, everybody knowing it. Mm-hmm. Like I say, of course it affects you because um, you already, you know how you pay the dozens in right. the hood. So your mother doesn't smoke crack, you know, that's the go-to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, dang, like, and then you try to go in, like, my mom really loved this guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it even escalates to, oh, he probably got your mother getting high. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God that I, yeah, yeah, and thank God, <laughs> you know, my mom, uh, uh, always strong woman, and we, we always had those real talks. She, mm-hmm. You know, that just never was her thing, but she loved him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She, she knew him she prior to, right, yeah, before the drug, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever he was dealing with was his demon, but... It didn't change the fact that she loved him. And I so. like artists that do that, like we talked about before, that do the metaphorical mm-hmm. thing where the drug was a person right. or where um, I gave you power, but mm-hmm. was was the gun, but That's everything that was, yeah, so. yes. was about, about the gun. I think one of my favorite game changes that we didn't get a chance to talk about because I keep looking at it had to be the Fuji's for me. Because the score was one of my favorite okay. fucking albums. You got Fuji Live, you got Ready or Not, mm-hmm. you had Cowboys. Yeah, that Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's so, why I said that in the beginning of Did It in the Day. Give yeah. Me that school feel. Yeah. Like Lafrance Lauren. I wanted, yeah, give people. I know, I know. Beat. I was so, I was, that's why I brought it up because I was so pumped. I was like, you know me. And there's a, there's a niche that you have that I like. Like, I think that you respond to the era that you and I are in, yeah. but then you also branch out to the different era of, of today. You yeah. know what I'm saying to you? And I've realized and witnessed that in a lot of the music. Like, for instance, we were talking about Will Smith and the song Fresh. Right. Fresh is fucking phenomenal. I, I played Fresh three, four times. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, Fresh is one of those ones where a lot of times people get this misconstrued. And we sit back and we were like, well, Will Smith corny and this, that, and the third. But the dude did a whole album where he didn't curse. And, and, and not only that, like... And it was still dope. Yo, I, it's not too many places. I don't care who you are, how tough you are. Not too many places you're going. If somebody says... Fifty dollars. Finish this line. West Philadelphia. Born. In, you're gonna sing it. Right. You know. You know what I'm saying. Right. Like you know it. Right. And, and people don't realize that it's actually a whole song. So there are verses that are missing. Right. 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 So right. and and my producer, that boy, good. Who I was telling you, but he's just one of those dudes uh, who By the way, I understands. Love that he got that from coming to America. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so he's just one of those dudes who like believe in 
yo, I want to make big records. I don't want to just make this song that's hot for the moment. I don't want to just, I want to, I want to penetrate culture. I want to take over the world. I want to really make this thing a big thing because we're in Maryland, so, or the DMV, I should say. So there's Baltimore, there's DC, there's Virginia. We can not even have to turn on a radio. We can just go to the five closest artists you know, SoundCloud, in these areas and hear the same sound song, like mm-hmm. all the, you know, the same trap beats, right. or whatever, whatever. And it's just like, man, you don't, there's nothing that you want to be innovative about. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not one of the guys who, I'm not a, I'm a fan of Michael Jordan and his greatness. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of the guys you're going to see on Saturday morning standing in line to get a pair of Jordans. It's just uh, not my thing. Like, right. But you're going to see me with Allen Iverson's on all day long. He's my guy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm one of those people. Like, people like, you Iverson. Yes, I like who I like. You know? I'm, yeah, so I'm not going to. And that's what it's about. Like, doing what you love. Exactly. Like, a lot of these cats are followers, man. And it's just like. Uh, I seen a really really funny meme like two weeks ago when uh, the Red Elevens, the Jordans came out. Mm. A girl posted, it was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna uh, go to the club this and a bunch of yeah, yeah, yeah." Every time, this is how all the niggas about to look. Yeah, the club, right? And everybody had the same shoe on. Yeah, that's facts, and it's just like, yo. You gonna pay all that money just to look like somebody? Like, right. come on, man. People right. question me too. And I walk mm. around motherfucking money. Hey, I'm hey. Like, who I am. You know, I'm, I'm big on, especially for fashion. Like, I'm big on wearing what I feel comfortable in. Yeah. Because right? if I don't feel comfortable in it, then what's the point? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know the rock away is now. Like, that's just because it's what I like. Right. Like, I'm not. I like the style of a shoe, or you know, I like. I'm a shoe guy. Like, I will love whatever. But if it's something that's comfortable, first of all, Jordans are not comfortable. To be honest with you, like they, they don't bend, they don't have to flex. They right. made to be comfortable. They made to really be physical. Be physical, fit, yeah. right? Exactly. Do some shit. In Other than that, I just be like, only shoot, uh, only shoot in the Jordans that was actually made for a luxury. Was the ones? What's the eleven? Oh, the eleven, yeah. Only ones that that that's the, that was the design of them. The design of the elevens came out for comfortability to wear. Like, take you can wear that on a date to the club. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the shoes is made for basketball. Like, to play mm-hmm. on the court and basketball, they all have a unique design about mm-hmm. them. You know, but as far as the lavas, they're the only ones that was made specifically to so love to dress, 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 dress with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it, it's crazy. So, um, take us through a typical studio session with Kojo. Uh, typical, man. Um. And not when you're doing you, an album. You let day. you let you <laughs> let my the closest people around around me tell it. It's never typical. Um, yeah. Only because, uh, man, I'm just I want I'm really pushing for greatness. Right. Um, man, I've seen those documentaries. You know, mm-hmm. the can't stop, won't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when Wayne was recording Nakata Three and mm-hmm. he had the documentary, and there was something he said on that documentary that like stuck with me all of these years, and I've just been pushing that. And it's, um, people were sleeping in the studio. Like, what y'all doing sleep? Right. Like, great history being made and y'all sleeping through it? Mm-hmm. So, when I get into the studio, it's like, I really, really, really want to everybody to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And really, like, understand, like, 
the song we make today, the record we make today could possibly change our lives. Mm-hmm. At the lives of our family. Like let's really have the intent. Let's go into it and saying we're gonna try to make the biggest, the best record. So um for me, studio sessions never normally typical only because like I got such high hopes and expectations and I'm always looking for that moment. Like Jay Z on Fade to Black, he said, you know, I go in the studio, leave the door cracked to let God in. Mm-hmm. Like other than that, like we 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 working on like I say, just making these magic moments. Mm-hmm. And, and uh always say either a lot of times I have a, like an in house engineer. Right. So I want him to feel like, man, I recorded the best song I've recorded today. Right. Like ever in life. And just want to ha- keep reliving those moments. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's studio with me. Um really, really, really hard. Um, when it comes to expressing um, how serious I want to be taken, mm-hmm. how serious I want everybody in here to take it, it just want the good vibes. Right. What are your thoughts on collabs? Like, are you the artist that is okay? Send it in, or you want to be in the booth together? Man, I, I love I love being in the booth um, together. Like all um, most of the dope dope er collabs that I've I've had over this time in recording. Mind you, like I said, I've done four projects where I've recorded the whole thing in a day. And, like, just having those people come in and their energy. But um, as of late, like, my homegirl, Devon Daniel, the stuff that we've created together. Um, I don't know if y'all familiar. I mean, uh, my man, uh, you Tess. Y'all know Tess me? Mm-hmm. Tess, like, mm-hmm. um, that's my daughter's godfather. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my daughter's godfather. Like, he signed a future. Mm-hmm. Three bands. So, like, me and him been doing music together since, um, like, we met at, like, 16 so right. over 10 years ago and we've just had this like rapport yeah. so the music we've made together are some of like the more doper collabs that I've done so mm-hmm. just looking back and then um I got a new partner his name Dirt Road and me and him do a lot of uh music together right and that's on. where the videos yeah come from, right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um that's I, I really really, <laughs> really really uh I really love collaborations especially yeah. when yeah, we get to do them because it's so much better when you're in that space. Yeah, because there's nothing like that type of energy to send them off. Yeah, it just it always feels off. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, no, just, no. It's like, well, I got you. I feel you on the track, but I can't feel your energy directly in the room. You can tell the difference. You can't like even with the even with the whole motorsport thing. You can tell everybody sent that in. Yeah, everybody sent that yeah. in. The pieces are not. They don't all go together. Nothing. Nothing is cohesive, and nothing makes sense. So no, true stuff. You, you need to make you need to make it cohesive. Uh, so, um, what makes a whack record for you? Like, um, if I can sense dishonesty, mm-hmm. if I can sense not being your truth, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I got a I got a history of like um, working with different cats. Um, when I was sixteen, I was working with this guy by the name of MB, mm-hmm. the, um, Tomb Heads. Um, they did. DMX, where your hood, where your hood at. Right. Uh, Dipset, we gonna get it on tonight. Mm. They produced all of these records. Wow, that, was the, that was a video with the one nigga with the one, <laughs> with the Gucci crutches. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. So, they, they produced that. So, the, the lead uh, producer in that group um, was like a mentor to me mm. when I was like 16 years old. And I went through this phase where, you know, hey, I was finding myself and I was trying to like fit in. Mm-hmm. And he just like, I'm on the booth and I'm I'm in New York and I'm doing my verse. Right. He stops the train. 
I don't believe you. I'm like, what? Shit whack. I don't believe you. I'm like, all right, run it back. Let me do it again. I don't believe you. Like, you lying. I don't believe you. And the bars and the lyrics that I was saying were like, you know, some phony shit. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like, how he know? Right. But they say somebody who's really experienced or whatever, whatever, they can listen and tell. Like, Mm -hmm. you're speaking about that from somebody who... From somebody else's perspective right. and not... I don't... And, and you're not saying this from somebody else's You're acting like that shoe and I don't believe you. I don't mm-hmm. feel it. Get right. out. Real like, shit. so that changed my whole thing. It's like, damn, that was a whack moment mm-hmm. for me. So then when I... Now when I look at other artists, it's like, if I'm going to judge myself on that same criteria, yep. I got to judge you the same way I was judged Real and shit. like, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So right. I appreciated that. So now... I don't care if you walk talk about working your nine to five. I don't care if you rap about uh, you don't get haircuts. I don't care if you rap about uh, you know jogging in the middle of the street. If it's your truth, like nobody gonna be able to tell it like right. you tell it. Right. And that's one of those things that just makes you excel in a leap to me. Mm-hmm. When I can feel hear the falsifying and. Yeah, you're just saying it because it sounds cool. Because it's hot That's for the way. Just hot for the way. So last thing before we wrap up, we always we gotta ask, we gotta ask, why the crown? Um, man. But before we go into it, because because it's audio. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, right. Rachel wears the crown on everything, everything, every different flavor, every different color. Like, you'd be like, what the fuck? So why the crown? Um, this this. And I know y'all, like, y'all get one question off, I ramble on because I got so much to say, but... That's okay. Um, that's what it is. Man. Get to my show. Yeah. For sure. Right. We sure. run this shit. You that's what that. it is. Yes. That's what it is. Um, so, as far as the crown go, man, um, uh, I, lost a, I lost a good friend of mine um, some years back. His name, we called him Buck 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he... His name was George, but like I said, we called him Buck Forty. Right. So when he passed away, um, I started telling myself, "Yo, uh, I want to give myself even more incentive and reason to get, take it to where I'm going to." So I started setting my alarm mm-hmm. at 4:40 a.m. So I would say I'm waking up at 4:40 because I'm doing it 4:40. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. We called him Forty. Wake up at four forty. I'm doing it four forty. This was the whole mm-hmm. like rundown. So it started there, and then I started having these dreams like that felt like mad real, mm-hmm. like about him. And one of the things he used to always get on me, but he ain't like how I drive, right? Dominic can't drive, <laughs> and it's just the way he would say it. Mm-hmm. Dominic can't drive, yo. So. In these dreams, I started hearing him say, you know, because I, I was going through, once again, the depression the, yeah. of the loss. And then on top of that, just other things happening in life. And um, he would say, but you the king, Dominic. You know, I would, he was you still. Heard, you heard the Dominic part, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was the way that I was like, yo, he keep telling me I'm the king. Like, mm-hmm. in all these dreams, you the king. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I make that? A thing, um, and it started with yeah, I'm a, get a crown, 
and it, like you know we go to different events and I really wear just like you know this before I'm adding color to it and mm. all of that and it's just like different people it created a conversation right like, what you got a crown on right, for right. what is your birthday da 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 and then they gave me the opportunity to be like Oh, because I'm about to be the greatest thing to have the music since Kanye West. Like, different stuff like that. Right. Now we got a conversation. Right. Right. So, it was like subconsciously, like somehow him helping me mm-hmm. break the ice with people yeah. mm-hmm. by, you know, sparking this thought. This, this to thought pattern put this conversation, right. So then it was just like, yo, this is Lord something. So now I'm every color. I'm boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Everything I wear, we're going to get one to go with everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to the store, we're going to buy them out, we're going to order as many as we can, we're going to spray paint them up. So the crown really originated from like him, subconscious, like from the other side. Mm-hmm. You I'm know, telling you. Just, yeah, because yeah, like I said, I was just going through some of my deepest, some of my deepest dark moments. And a little off topic, but yo, me expressing and like saying some of this shit out loud to right. y'all, yeah. like, Kind of was like a therapy session for me, like so. This, this is what we're here for. This I, is what we here for. Because I'm definitely like going through some shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So this turned into almost like a therapy <laughs> thing, like for real. But man, shout out to the Kickstand Podcast, <laughs> right. man. Well, you know, and here's the thing: it's just, it's just so you know, one of the biggest things that I did for this was one, I was an MC. I get it, and not say was it was nigga the breath, Kelly's kid. Talk, 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 talk that, talk to him. But the thought process behind all of this was to pay homage to hip-hop. I will never not stop loving hip-hop. And I know that. I don't give a fuck how old I am. I don't give a fuck how many times we like, oh, we got to with the older statesmen. Nah, each time that we do that, these elder statesmen come back with a vengeance. You got Ram, you got J, you got M. Niggas still coming back making music because it's in our blood and something that just, just won't fucking go away. Mm-hmm. So I made the show and had... No fucking idea. No fucking idea what I was going to do. This man walks back into my life after being MIA. And I'm like, you know what? Yo, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. Didn't think that it would even come to this point. So my 2017, mine was actually in the 7th. My birthday is July 27th. And it was, it, was, it was 2017. This year, I knew that this was going to be my year. When the year started, I was like, damn, I already got triple sevens. I'm like, it's going to be the luckiest year of my life. Like, it just, it changed. So I already knew that things were going to happen. It, the funniest thing that they will ever say, if you want to make God laugh, tell them your plans. I had this already pre-planned out the year before. What I was going to do. How I was going to do it. This, that, and the third. Everything came into fruition, but God threw in the monkey wrench. And it always happens like that. And it's like, yo, this is the way that it's supposed to go. And you need to do it. So when you say that this is therapy, that's what it's supposed to be for people. Like, I don't want everybody like, oh, you know, why don't you go on YouTube? Why don't you do that? It's an audio that podcast. That shit is actually annoying. It is so annoying. It's an audio podcast. And this is one of the things that you wouldn't have gotten. I believe, and not that you would be fraudulent when you would be phony, but I believe in camera in camera mode, you wouldn't have said happy. You, you're, you're not going to you're not going to have the same level of comfortability. No right. one had a camera sitting in your face watching you. Right. Like, you know, that's, that's not by your choice. Not no, you real life. I end up cutting my camera off. Like right. I just we it, it felt different. This right. wasn't no, like uh, yeah, it's just yeah. energy too. You know, yeah. energy really strong. So mm-hmm. it's like you come into, uh, I feel like I feel like a lot of people who go into interviews wouldn't be who they are. Then you get the real them, right? With no cameras around, right? Like, you know, real shit, and that's because you can. You, they say real recognize real, but even sometimes real is fake. Right. But you know, I look at it from my energy. I I can feel your energy. I don't know. If, I don't know if you want some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And all you gotta do is open your mouth. I listen to what the fuck you got to talk about. Right. You actually talk about something that's intriguing, something that's interesting. Okay, why wow, you actually. 
have my attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I could literally just sit here and do this. And just be on the phone and be like, whatever. But I could do that if I wanted to. But it's, right. it's one of those things. It's one of those things where I knew that bringing it for the year that it was going to be something special, and it rekindled relationships that were to the wayside, and not all of them were were, were damaged. It was stuff that you could bring back together. And, and this year alone, every single person that I really rocked with ended up being on this show, and then mm-hmm. that now includes you. And it's like, oh. I'm so thankful, but not only that, it ended up putting me into plateaus of things I never did. I walked in a fucking fashion show, which again, this is a little scary. But <laughs> I walked in a fashion show, I became a hype man, I'm emceeing shows, like it, it's so many things that that's not what the plan was, that was not what the idea was. But you want to tell God something funny, you tell him your plans, and he's going to laugh in your fucking face every single time and tell you, this is what you're going to do. But... You know, that's why I, I love what we do. I love what we do, and I'll always love hip-hop. I will always love hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But um, let's do this, because we made this pretty long. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up. But um, So what else do you have coming up? Um, well, of course, uh, we get this out in time. The New Year's Eve mm-hmm. extravaganza mm-hmm. is going down. Major, 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 major lituation alert. <laughs> right. Um, I promise you the crowns will be on deck in the building. Um I'm so uh, 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 the team gonna be there. Mm-hmm. We gonna we gonna oh man, we gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um outside of that, man, let's see uh Baltimore Frozen Harbor Festival. Mm-hmm. I will be performing on that alongside of Saigon, Dragon, mm-hmm. uh George Clinton mm-hmm. and the Funkadelics, uh Man, um, the boy Comp making his return to Baltimore. So yeah, that's, yeah, gonna, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be a Yo, nasty. Yeah, yeah, bang, bang. yeah, and I'm I'm actually on his set. So yeah, oh, and he coming out on mine. So yeah, we we gonna make a movie with that. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I got a, a big show in Pittsburgh on the 13th of January. Uh, man, I'm at Tacoma Station on January 4th. Out there in the D.C. area. The calendar filling up something crazy, crazy, crazy. So make sure y'all follow me, all the listeners. Follow me on doit440.com. Or follow me at kojo440. Once again, that's kojo440. Right, exactly. Um, P.S. And by the way, what I'm putting together is that we're going to have a one-year anniversary in March. Word. So I'm going to send you the details. Did I text you No. I didn't. Because I, I wanted you to do the show first as well. <laughs> do the show first. Make sure it was right. Okay. Um, but I definitely want to bring back all the guests in a two-day span because I know everybody's schedule will be real off. But it's a weekend and just trying to put it together. We'll be here in, in a two-day span and trying to really just rekindle everything. Just, you know, pull it, pull it together for that because I'm, I'm excited and so blessed and humble. I want to do something for y'all because none of y'all had to come on. Mm-hmm. And everybody came on. And everybody came on the show face and I'm so appreciative of it. And then will be a whole year strong in this yeah. bitch. Like, that's crazy. This is episode 30 goddamn five. Dope. 35. And wing it. Ultimate surprise. Some know, some don't know. There it is. The Kickstand Podcast is now officially on iTunes. Yeah. So there are no excuses anymore. There are no excuses. I don't want to hit you. Ain't never hit the show because we on Google Music, we on TuneIn, and we on iTunes. Oh, yeah. So there is and no SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. SoundCloud <laughs> is the home and the hub. Like, there is no way that you can't hear this podcast. You Basically, know what I'm saying? So, no excuse. Let me tell you, it was 
be honest for the fans, it was one of those things where I thought that it was going to be way more difficult to do it than what it is. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely not. It is absolutely not. Anything that you want to do and it's worth doing in this world, if you do what you and you work your hardest, it took me a whole day. <laughs> it, took, it did. It took me a whole day of me sitting down and being like, yo, how can we do this? How can we do it? And I mean, trials and tribulations in, in different areas. So I took and looked at a YouTube video and they kind of showed me and walked me through it. And then surprisingly, the one YouTube video that I found was the exact same thing I had to do for Google Music. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? The only difference was I just had to make the image bigger. That was it. The one stumbling block that I took all year long was like, I'm not going to right. well, fuck with it. I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Came, came in the fourth quarter and was like, yo, this is it. This is exactly what, what you need to do. And we are allowed to. And when I tell you, I literally saw it. And when they sent me the email, all 34 episodes up there. Mm -hmm. I've been running. So it is going to be a new plateau. And if I have a goal for this show, is to be in the Beats 1 or the Loudspeaker Network situation for next year. That's, that's what it's that's about. That's the goal. Just putting it out there to say... That may be the goal because after the whole iTunes thing, like I literally, I had the best Christmas ever because I was happy the whole day. <laughs> like, I was so happy the whole day. Nothing could go like nothing could go wrong. Like I think last week we talked about, I went through and uh, slid a five into one of the you know one of the buckets where they be collecting money for the youth. Mm -hmm. I ended up turning around, somebody gave me a twenty. Like mm -hmm. that's crazy. I'm like that's instant karma. Like I wasn't right. even thinking about it, but you know it, it pulled back into my life. Then. Um, I ended up getting a check from Comcast for some things that I did, so I'm like, all right, cool. I get this little check in his money, and a friend of mine is talking about, you know, her issues and things that are happening with her son, and I'm sitting here talking to her, and I slide, I slide in my pocket. She's not realizing I'm pulling in my pocket, and I pull out a 20, and I'm like, here, take this, put this on your, on your son's books, because if it was any of us in a situation, you would want someone to do it for you. Right. She almost ain't take it. I said, first of all, you need to take it, because if, and my aunt said this to me at Christmas, and it was crazy. You take this because I just got blessed with it, so you won't block my blessing because you don't want to take it. Like, yeah, no, nah, you you gotta you gotta do that, and that's deep. So anybody that don't take, sometimes you have to take mm -hmm. to 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 get back what you need. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. And it just it was one of those things where it blessed my whole day. I mean, I'm I'm I spent like sixty, eighty dollars in Walmart for no damn reason. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was money was money was blown. Right. I didn't care. Like, right. fuck, this shit will happen. But um, we gonna end this off the way that we always do. Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And, and look, look at look at 2017. Right. Look at 2017. It is almost over. We are counting down. It is literally almost over. And we done made so many. Yo, we had one. We had one month where almost 217 of y'all listened to the show in in like a week. And that's crazy. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. And that's love and, and so much support. So in 2018, you know, the Kickstand Podcast, it, we are expanding on everything. But you can definitely find us on Instagram because it's one of my, my main ones, of course. That's where I've realized that people uh, check their DMs way more than they do their text messages. Like, don't, don't text me, DM me. It's fine. It's okay. Um, but you'll find us at the Kickstand Podcast on Instagram, the Kickstand Pod on Twitter. I'm still going to change that goddamn name that, that it gave me these characters. I'm going to figure that out. And then, in addition, you'll um, be able to email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, make sure y'all get up. And definitely, make sure you cop. You have got to. It is a banger. Yes, That yes. did it in a day four. This man worked on one album, one day, successfully. What, we got 22, 24 tracks? Yes, yes, like, 22 on there. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. I can't even listen to Chris Brown. Shit, that shit is 45 fucking tracks. 
a lot of goddamn tracks. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, it, it, it's epic. But it, please, y'all, make sure that y'all go get that. This man is going to be something phenomenal, and I feel it. And I'm glad to be on the ground floor of it all. Thank you, brother. Well, I appreciate welcome. you. You're welcome. Absolutely. Both of y'all. Thank y'all. Absolutely. But I am your boy, Young Smooth. I'm your boy, Young Big. And this was the kickstand with my man, Kojo. <laughs> Rest in peace, cuzzo. See you when I get there. Somebody bring the dude second ballet.